Today's episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Lyre of the Sporting News provides you the edge you need. In your fantasy football leagues, Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Eagles fans? Welcome into another edition of your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It's the Locked On Eagles podcast. As always, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri back together again, joining you on this Monday edition of the show. And guys, it is time to start previewing 2021 Philadelphia Eagles training camp, which starts up next week. So we're back to doing five shows a week, Monday through Friday. So subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your shows. Gino, it's so good to have you back on, man, doing shows together again and finally getting to talk about some real headlines as training camp is just right around the corner at NovaCare Complex. Yes, sir. I'm running on uh, very little sleep right now. I <laughs> drove 23 hours from Rochester, New York, out here to Denver, Colorado. But I completely forgot that training camp started up within the next week here. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you texted me today that we're doing O-line, I was juiced up because this unit, Lou, mm-hmm. really is going to be the cog that runs that offensive machine. As it normally has been, man, in the entire 21st century. I forgot what it was. It might have been an interview of somebody that was evaluating uh, Quentin Nelson when he was coming out of college. Mm -hmm. And they said that when Notre Dame was running the ball, they they wanted to build their run game. And they said, how are we going to do it? Are we going to do it by everybody else? Or are we just going to go through Quentin Nelson? And they said, we're going to go through our best player. And I think that's how you have to approach it. And that's what guys like Jeff Stoutland has done and great offensive line coaches have done. You go through your best offensive lineman. How you run this ball is going to go, I would say, primarily through the right side of this offensive line, Lou, with Kelsey Brooks and Lane Johnson Mm -hmm. back. You still have the question marks on the left side of the ball. But if you could get those three playing at a high level once again, forget everybody else, man. Like You're going to be in a good situation just because you have three perennial all-pros slash pro bowlers fully healthy, back and ready to go next to each other. I mean, they play so efficient when they're next to each other. And hey, this could be Jason Kelsey's last hurrah in Philly. This could be Brandon Brooks' last few years here in Philly. Lane Johnson probably will be a lifer, but these guys still want to compete. They want to go out there and play big-time ball. There's a reason Jeff Stoutland was kept around. These guys speak very highly of him. And they're going to run this offense, especially the run game, in my opinion, through the right side of that team. Because you have too much talent there to want to worry about the other value, uh, variables at left tackle and left guard to really make that the priority of your offense. And in my opinion, those three guys, they should all be hoping to get Pro Bowl or All-Pro honors this year, in my opinion. If they're fully healthy, they're three of the best to do it at their respective positions, without a doubt. And Gino, it's kind of an interesting situation. And guys, of course, we're diving into the offensive line position today as we continue our preview 
of 2021 training camp. So today we're going to do the offensive line. Tomorrow we're going to go with the skill positions. We got running back, receiver. We're going to talk quarterback. We're going to go through every single position these next two weeks and dive into the biggest storylines as training camp rolls around the corner next week. And again, today we start up front. And like Gino said, it's, you know, of course, quarterback is always the lifeblood of a football team. But when you look at why the Philadelphia Eagles have been one of the best teams in the 21st century, I don't know if they're second in win percentage in the 21st century behind the New England Patriots, but I know they're top three or five. It's been, even when they had Todd Pinkston and Deontay Burnett and just so many different years, you had bad receivers, quarterbacks could still thrive because the Eagles have been so strong up front. And Gino, you mentioned Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, they're back for 2021, three of the biggest reasons you won a Super Bowl in 2017. But it's, it's an interesting situation this year, Gino, up front, because I feel like for the first time in a long time, there are real long-term transitions that could happen at any moment, right? You could, I mean, Jason Kelsey is going to retire. Brandon Brooks mm-hmm. was in trade talks. Lane Johnson just has not been able to stay healthy the last few years with these foot injuries. The left tackle battle between Jordan Maialata and Andre Dillard. Jason Peters finally gone after a decade plus. But at the same time, it's interesting. Like you said, I still think they have a top three offensive line, three of the best players in football at their position, Johnson, Kelsey, and Brooks. So it's like, mm-hmm. although there's a lot of long-term transitions coming very soon, at the same time, you don't ever want to rush this offensive line to the end because it is so good. And you can see once you have offensive line holes, multiple offensive line holes, like last year when they had 14 different offensive line combinations, you see how things unravel around that, i.e. Carson Wentz. Look at last year for the example. So although you're excited to see some of these young prospects that you do have optionality when it comes to long-term replacements, at the same time, I'm not trying to rush Jason Kelsey out the door. I'm not trying to rush Brandon Brooks out the door or Lane Johnson because they are so instrumental to the entire team's success. That's 100% true, Lou, and we had talked about this idea of not wanting to be Cleveland of 2016 or right. when they went 0-16. You need veteran guys. Like, yeah, they could probably get something for Brandon Brooks right now, and mm-hmm. Jason Kelsey could have retired this year, and Lane, he could have lingering injuries. And then all of a sudden, you're stuck here with this young offensive line having to worry about, Lou, the, the biggest the biggest upside to having a healthy offensive line is the ability to have Jalen Hurts in a comfortable position. And you can properly evaluate him. You made that point a few months ago. I thought it was spot on when we were talking about Ryan Kerrigan. You were saying, yeah, maybe he's not a long-term piece, but you don't have a hole there, and so that doesn't hurt the corners you're trying to evaluate or the safeties, right? Exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah. and you need guys like that. And the thing is, especially on the offensive line, Lou, the, you, you could play well up into your 30s at that position. I mean, exactly. look at guys like Andrew Whitworth. I mean, the guy's been gray for years and he's still playing in the league and especially at that position especially three players who are so technically sound Brandon Brooks just seems to be reinvigorating his body every year and so does Lane Johnson and then Jason Kels apparently it's Kels Lou (laughs) did you hear him Kelsey man this has been too long he's grandfathered in as Kelsey you can't come out and just say that like <laughs> not in his final year. I'm not calling him like, no, Gino, no Gino. I've been calling this guy Kelsey since 2012. I'm not calling him Kelsey in his final year. No way. It's like all of a sudden you look you look at me and you're like, yeah, my name is Lou DeBassi. Yeah, and, and you're like, Gene. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that's not how it goes. But you're right, Lou. This this offensive line situation is very interesting because the present has questions and so does the future. Yeah, and I think you answer a lot of those questions in both. By letting the best guys play. And I think that it comes to fruition at the left tackle position and even left guard. 
I mean, they were lining Landon Dickerson up in mini camps as the starting left guard. So there is a potential that they say, you know what? It's a new regime. Isaac Sayamalu, he was beloved by Doug Peterson. He, he really wasn't under this team's pick, but Landon Dickerson was. We're going to get him out there and see what he can do. Okay, can he play guard and center? Yeah, now we have an answer for that. Same with Andre Dillard and Jordan Mailata. One of those two guys is going to go out there, and it could be a Stefan Wisniewski, Chance Warmack rotational thing that we saw a couple years ago at the guard spot. I hope it's not, but I fully believe that with all the youth you have, especially on the left side of the ball, Lou, having a right-handed quarterback and figuring out how to defend his blind side a few years before you're actually going to compete mm-hmm. is something that you should strive for Not 10 times out of 10 because your right side is locked up. That's understandable. But the left side, we know how important it has been in Philly for two decades only having two different players play that left tackle position as starters, being Trey Thomas and Jason Peters. Right. And now we're here and we're turning a corner, but we're going to find out who the best player is. And I said since Nick Sariani came to town that I fully believe the best players are going to be on the field on Sunday. And that left tackle position, Lou, let the best man win. If yeah. Andre Dillard can reinvent his body – add that weight, figure out his anchor, take Stoutland's coaching into his repertoire, there's a chance that your first-round pick in 2019 could really turn out to be something. But at the same time, you have a kid who's not even 25. He's going into, what, his fourth season? 18, Mm -hmm. 19, 20, 21? No, his fifth season here in Philly. Jordan Maialata is now at the precipice of what you thought he could be and even well beyond that, in my opinion, at that left tackle position, and especially Jeff Stoutland, who loves his guys, it's hard to look past Jordan Maialata as being the favorite there. Yeah, Gino, it's going to be really interesting to get into the left tackle battle. It's just this whole offensive line in general. Like we're saying, you don't. it's so good right now, and you don't want to rush that to the end. Um, but at the same time, like you said, Offensive linemen can play late into their 30s, so I don't even want to make it seem like, yeah, Jason Kelsey's going to retire at some point, and Sayamalu or Landon Dickerson are going to replace him at center, but, and I know Brandon Brooks was in trade talks, but that doesn't mean Johnson, Lane Johnson, if he can stay healthy, is still going to be a long-term piece up front, and I think Brandon Brooks, if he's as good as he was coming Shout out Chip Kelly. Yes. Chip Kelly drafted the only player in that draft that is still on their original roster. Right. That's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Just to hear that out loud. But it was the best pick you could make because yep. we understand, Lou, since the Andy Reid days, inside out. You build from the inside, you build from the lines, and then you let everything else take its worth. Today's episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by the best tasting protein bar on the planet. It tastes just like a candy bar covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Built Bar. There are so many delicious flavors and there's something for everybody. They've got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange. Need I go on? I'm going to. Cookies and cream, German chocolate, There are so many delicious flavors, and the best part, again, it's a healthy alternative to your everyday snack, that bag of chips, that candy bar. A Built Bar has 17 to 18 grams of protein, and the calories range from only 130 to 180, plus only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. 
I can get you 15% off right now at built.com. If you use our promo code, it's locked 15. That's L O C K E D one five. And again, you're going to get 15% off your next order at built.com. Gino, let's get into left tackle. Of course, the biggest hole is needed to be filled right now at left tackle for the first time since what 2012 when Jason Peters was out for the year at the beginning of the season and they had to play Demetrius Bell and King Dunlop for an entire year since then. That was almost 10 years ago. There really haven't been question marks at left tackle with Jason Peters in there, but now JP is finally gone and you don't know. I mean, that was a decade plus of stability at one of the most important positions in sports. It's pretty amazing. And now though, there are questions luckily for the Eagles, like at these other spots we'll get into, they have options. You've mentioned Andre Dillard. You've mentioned Jordan Maialata. They're going to battle it out through training camp. Who do we want to win? A look at our poll. People voted at Locked on Birds. Our listeners, 72.7% of our listeners, Gino, they want Jordan Maialata to win the job over Andre Dillard. Only 27.3%. God, please, the ukulele. Dillard. How could you not vote for him? Come <laughs> yeah. On. And, Gino, I think here's the, here's the thing. It, it's a unique situation. Normally, you want the first-round pick that you traded up for multiple years ago, you'd want that guy to seize the opportunity. You'd want him to win the job over the guy that's been there longer that you picked in the seventh round that you didn't pick to be the long-term piece there. But the difference is Jordan Maialata, he might have been a seventh-round pick, but he, the reason you'd want the first-round pick like Andre Dillard to win the job is because he has the upside, right? He has the long-term potential. Jordan Maialata, Gino, as you probably would agree, he has as much upside, if not more. And unlike Andre Dillard, he has showed it on the field. Last year, from week 11 onward, Pro Football Focus ranked him as a top 15 tackle. So that's why people want Maialata. It's not because they don't believe in Dillard and they don't want Dillard to meet that potential. It's because Maialata has shown the same thing, and he's proven it on the field at least to a certain degree. Andre Dillard, he has not done that yet. We always talk about how this team had lacked speed and athleticism at the playmaking positions if you look at the center position and what jason kelsey has done he's not the biggest guy in the world he's not the fastest guy in the world but he's assignment sound he knows how to move well into the second level and he's a powerful guy mm-hmm. isaac sayamalu or excuse me jordan Maialata rather towers over a guy like jason kelsey was a former rugby player has picked up the game of football much quicker than people would have expected, Lou. I mean, they knew he was a project, but right off the bat, he was getting recognition from Brian Baldinger. He was getting recognition, like you said, PFF. All of these outlets had seen what he can do. And in the modern game, you need players like Jordan Maialata because if he could become one of the, I mean, even top 10 left tackles in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Who, who with size, speed, lateral agility can move as well as that guy at his size? It's incredible. And that's what Stoutland saw when he wanted to go out and get him when he played rugby. Gina, what are the odds that the same organization took two players, one that never played the sport in Jordan Maialata, and one in Jason Peters that, I mean, he played the position with the Bills, but he was a former uh-huh. tight end. What are the odds that this team took two guys like that I mean, can you imagine if Jordan Maialata turns into the next kept secret, that best kept secret that becomes a star for the Eagles at left tackle, and you did that back-to-back? You went from one guy that gave you a decade-plus of stability that was a tight end at left tackle, and now you take the seventh-round rugby player, and he's another long-term piece? Like, that is so impressive. I mean, it's incredible. The idea that 
scouting actually works. It's one of those things that just brings a smile to my face, Lou. <laughs> That's what scouting is. You look for traits. You look for measurables. You look for athleticism. And the crossover between a sport like rugby and football is just clear as day. And yeah. when I was down at CGS, there were multiple scouts from rugby leagues and they said, we're coming to the U.S. to scout guys because they have the perfect body profile to play rugby. So let's take a country like Australia or New Zealand and get one of their best players, one of their most dominant forces, and see what he could do. Because football all comes down to competitiveness and how mm -hmm. badly you want it. Jordan Maialata has been screamed at on national television by Jeff Stoutland. <laughs> multiple times and the kid just keeps coming to work he just shows up he's quiet he does his job and he does it well and that's the thing that's so hard to look past especially at left tackle Lou when that position is so pivotal the leadership in Trey Thomas and Jason Peters over the years once guys like Kelsey and Lane Johnson are gone who's gonna pick up that torch I think it's hard to look past a guy that comes to work every day puts his head down it's just way bigger than everybody else, so you don't want to mm -hmm. disrespect him as it is. I really think – I mean, he's so young still, Lou. The sky it really is the limit for this kid. And yeah. I hate to just continue to go on and not give Andre Dillard a fair shake, but I think it comes down to the ceiling versus floor debate. Right. What is Jordan's ceiling? I have no legitimate idea. I, I really don't know because if he continues to just get better and better – I mean, he's only 24 years old, Lou. Like, this this kid could play till he's 38. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. he could really come out and be one of the best-kept secrets that they've had in a while. And the thing is, Lou, not just him. Look at this depth chart that they have. They're 12 deep, 13 deep, 14 deep on the offensive line. We're talking about their defensive line being so deep. You just signed a guy in LaRaven Clark to be your swing tackle. Oh, but you also drafted Jack Driscoll last year who played pretty well. Right. You have two interior guys in Nate Herbig and Matt Pryor that played minutes for you last year. Luke Jariga, he's the only other guy that can really snap the ball outside of Isua Opeta, who we don't want to see snap the ball. But all of these guys played last year, and they got minutes. Even guys like Brett Toth, like, they were in games. So this training camp battle, to see even the depth positions, Lou, yeah. It really is going to come down to who puts out the best performance because especially at Stout, if he's in that room, he's going to give it to you straight. He's going to tell you what you did wrong, and if you don't pick it up, hey, on to the next guy, especially at the offensive line, Lou. Now where Jack Driscoll is like your fourth option at tackle if you mm -hmm. needed him or fifth option, right? That's, that's a world I want to live in where you have that much depth, and we survived 2017, 2018 by having depth and if you get back to those simple principles to win a football game have a lot of guys that play and know what to do I think this Eagles offensive line Lou regardless of who is there especially now I always had confidence in them you know like even when they right. were on their 13th 14th combination I go I know Stoutland is going to game plan around their best players and he did that and now well, you can do it with everybody mm -hmm. because you had to even if let's say Dillard like he's a more favorable matchup against a certain type of edge rusher I mean you could even play the cards like that you know what I mean you or you know if you have depth with that. 
like it, or if you have depth like you're talking about, and Jordan might a lot of beats out Andre Dillard, I'm sure there are teams that would see that, look, Dillard has barely played any football, and he was a top, what, 20 pick in 2019. Having that depth gives you optionality if you want to move Andre Dillard because you have LaRaven Clark and you have Jack Driscoll and you have as well Jordan Maialata, you can move Dillard or somebody else for a draft pick. So there's just so much you can do with that depth, like you're saying, combination-wise, you know, with injuries as well happening. But you could also start thinking about trades. I was literally thinking when when you texted me about offensive line that this is a perfect year to recreate the Allen Barbre trade Mm. to to Denver. Yep. Just a, a guy who played some minutes for him. He was a swing tackle guard. Hey, if somebody calls up on Nate Herbig, I mean, are you going to say no? Just don't recreate the Dennis Kelly for DGB trade. And I'm no, it, exactly. <laughs> but no, you, you have that optionality now, Lou. And that's, uh, that's the thing is going into camp with this many guys, you have two starting units. I mean, let me go down the list right here, Lou. If mm-hmm. you start Jordan Mailata, Isaac Sayamalu, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson. Right. Your second group yeah. is going to be Andre Dillard. Take your pick of Landon Dickerson or Luke Jurega or Nate Herbig at center. Mm-hmm. Mix around them on the interior. Then with Jack Driscoll there, I mean, that that's a serviceable unit. It's in the my best opinion. depth you've had in a long time. Even like you're saying in 2017, when you had, yeah, you had Halapuli Vadi Vaitai, you had Wisniewski and Sayamalu, but you weren't like 12, 13 no. deep like you are right now. You were like eight or nine. You're, right. you're, yeah. You have players now. And even the undrafted guys, Coyote Owasika is one of the uh, most talked about undrafted free agents out of the University of Buffalo. So mm-hmm. he could be a practice squad stash. They're going to have a multitude of options on this line and optionality is how you win football games Lou because you could go out there and play Jordan Maialata and he gets beat right Mm -hmm. oh but then you have Andre Dillard who could come in and maybe perform for you Isaac Sayamalu's not up to snuff oh we got Landon Dickerson JC Kelsey's out of game Nate Herbig can take some snaps teams are going to be in the middle of a 17 game season and panicking for offensive line depth. Well, Philly's just sitting back with their arms crossed and saying, oh, yeah, we did that well before the season started. And in my opinion, that's how you win football. You win from the inside out. Andy Reid said it. He's one of the best coaches in the NFL ever, was one of my favorite coaches in Philly. That philosophy is stuck around through Jeffrey Lurie, through Howie Roseman, and they're going to continue to do that. And there is a reason you prioritize that position because they are – Great offensive linemen, Lou, are harder to find than diamonds. Today's episode of Locked On Eagles is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. Right now in the NBA Finals, the Milwaukee Bucks are up on the Phoenix Suns 3-2. The NFL training camp season is rolling around in just one week. Get your future props in, UFC, MMA action, everything you need. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game and end to the action. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you're going to receive a 50% off welcome bonus. That's right, a 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag when you use our promo code that's locked on, locked on, L O C K E D O N for a 50% off welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
I had one more thought on my Alata before we move back. I want to talk to you about Dickerson, Sayamalu, some long-term questions here about where they play long-term. But when it comes to Jordan Mayalata, and like you were talking about with scouting and with we're talking about development and how Stoutland has really worked on Mayalata for years now, and he's still only 24 years old. And last year was really where you saw the fruits of that labor. Um, it's crazy because you don't. I don't know how often you see that anymore, Gino, where teams – put this amount of time in a player and they they're this patient because there's there's times that you heard maybe this is the year Myelotta gets cut and are they done with the Myelotta project and they kept you know chugging along with it and now you're seeing it really come to fruition to the point where a first round pick like Andre Dillard you saw how hard it was for that guy to play right t- going from left tackle to right tackle in 2019 when Myelotta did it last year it was a smooth transition. It just again, it's a testament to what Stoutland this team has done with patience and development in Mayalata's game. It's just an awesome story, and I really hope it continues on this trajectory. As a big proponent of the NFL absolutely needing a very good developmental league, that is the epitome of why scouting, evaluation, and understanding trait specifics to a position are key. Because you, you're you right, Lou. This guy is just – he's a diamond when it comes to his measurables. I mean he's off the charts on everything, how quick he moves. And then all of a sudden he's going out and playing okay in preseason and then comes out and he's your starter a couple seasons later and he's still very young. When I look at Jordan, I really wish everybody else was treated the same, if that makes sense. Like yeah. I know people hate J.J., I know people were soured on Jalen Rager. Football isn't a linear curve. Not everybody's going to get better from year one to year two to year three to year four. That's not how it works. But if guys want it bad enough, they're willing to come to work, show up, and do everything. They have the measurables. They're understanding the coaching, taking in everything, are willing to go from left tackle to right tackle to play interior, do whatever he had to. Jordan is a leader in my opinion even though he's young even though he's a backup right now and was a backup for most of the time here when you see that just a player putting in the work and a lot of these guys on this team haven't proved anything they need to go out there and put in the work much like Jordan has and it's a testament to the reason he's still here Lou. Jeff Stoutland will talk he would put a bronze statue of Jordan Mailata in his house I believe he, he loves that kid, and rightfully so. Why does he love Jason Kelsey? Why does he love Brandon Brooks? Why does he love Lane Johnson? They understand what it takes to be great. And just having that mentality, I believe Jordan has that, and he really can shine for this team. And I hope we talk this one into fruition, Lou, because this kid really just puts a smile on my face when I hear him talk, and he just appreciates the game of football and even being able to go out there and put the put the helmet on each week and – not many guys really step back and take that moment to realize, you know, and Jordan just appreciates it for what it is, and I, I love the guy, and that's why you scout. That's why you scout. Go to the Scouting Academy if you haven't done it yet to figure out how to look at players so you can find guys like Jordan Maialata. The other guys that I think you know or you hope are a part of this long-term starting offensive line, Landon Dickerson, Gino, Isaac Sayamalu, 
And it's interesting because both of those guys are projected at guard. I mean, Sam Alu's been a long-term left guard now for the Eagles for the past, you know, three, four years. Uh, And then you look at Landon Dickerson. You drafted him in the second round. He played center at Alabama. Everybody's like, okay, there's Jason Kelsey's replacement in 2022. But it's interesting because, like you said, he was getting a lot of snaps during the spring and summer. And we'll see what happens at training camp, but he was playing a lot at the left guard position. So my question for you is when Jason Kelsey eventually retires this year or next year, when it comes to say Amalu and Dickerson left guard and center, where do you project both of them? Like if you were Jeff Stoutland, you're Howie Roseman, you're Nick Sirianni, and you're conducting this plan up front. Like what would you want them to do with those two inside? So remember when Jason Peters went down 2013, They moved Lane Johnson from right tackle to left tackle. So what has their philosophy been, Lou? Build from the inside out and not shuffle around more than one position. Because they don't want to have to have a guy like Lane Johnson relearn left tackle and then have another guy take his position. Mm -hmm. No, they want the right tackle to be the right tackle, left tackle to be the left tackle, so on and so forth. Interior, you could kind of spread it around however you want. But Landon Dickerson, in my opinion, his smarts, his understanding of the game, his ability to get from level one to two to even three, his ability to take on multiple blocks, his leadership ability, it's just so reminiscent of Jason Kelsey. It's hard to like look at them yeah. and not see parallels between them. You know, like They both have had injuries in their knee. They both have been knocked down. They're both guys that come to work every day with their country accent and their mullets on. You hmm. know, they're, they're just... Guys who love the game of football and Landon should be the future at the center position because I believe center is the most important position when you have a young quarterback. Yeah, there's just so much communication to it, Gino, and leadership there. You're talking. You look at Josh Yeah, who do they bring in at the center position, Lou? And then all of a sudden things work out for him. Right, I agree. I think Sayamalu has been a really good left guard and. I think Dickerson, I just think center is more important, and I think you can mask things. I think you can protect the guards more. I just think center, there's just way much. Yeah, there's there, way more it's to way it. too much communication. There's yeah. way more movement. There's way yep. more directing people. Yeah, you're right, Lou. Like yeah. You could get around a left guard, just pull him out and just get him out into traffic and let mm-hmm. him go block a cornerback. You know, right. like that. You can do that. But center, if you can't even figure out the snap, the count, yeah. you throw the whole game off. You don't get into a rhythm. You get false start after false start. Your quarterback is fumbling the snaps. You need guys that are reliable at that center position. And it's tough to look at both of those guys and Kelsey and Dickerson and not see an easy passing of the torch, in my opinion. Unlike the left tackle where we don't know, Mm -hmm. I think it's just as soon as Kelsey's gone, Landon's your guy there. 71.4% of our listeners agree with you when I asked on Twitter at Lockdown Birds, where do you think Landon Dickerson will start long-term for the Birds? Of course, if he stays healthy, 71.4% said center, 28.6% guard. But like we're saying, Gino, the theme of this... It's a good question to ask, though, Lou. Yeah, absolutely. is key for this And that is the theme of today's show, Gino, and really the offensive line, right? Yeah, that's what they do. Like, you have to be a guy who will come in here. Even if, if Kelsey does retire and... Stout's like, no, I want you to play left guard. You're not going to look Stout in the face and say no, or you'll be like Andre Dillard and they'll send you out to Siberia for three <laughs> years, you know? They, yeah. they don't like that. You have to be willing to play those positions, and there's a reason guys like Nate Herbig and Jack Driscoll are so loved on this team, even as depth players. They'll go out there and do whatever they have to do to make this team win, and that's what I believe this offensive line really is. 
as the cliche goes, offensive line leads, all the linemen lead. I, I really believe that these guys are going to be the forefront of this team. Set the pace, set the tone, allow Jalen to do his thing, give the playmakers time to be, win their one-on-one matchups, and it all starts up front. It always has been in Philly, and it's going to continue to be that way as long as Jeffrey Lurie owns this team. We'll be back with four more episodes this week on your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Locked on Eagles. Louis DiBiase and Gino Camilleri signing off. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at GC24 underscore football, and at DiBiase, L-O-E. We'll be back with our training camp preview continuing tomorrow on L-O-E for Gino and myself. That's going to do it for today. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening, and let's go Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.